Back to throw Fitzpatrick. Throwing high into the air. Got it. Parker, touchdown. What a win for this Miami Dolphin team. Wow. What is up, Dolphins, and welcome to the Drive Time Podcast, part of the Miami Dolphins official podcast network covering your Miami Dolphins each and every day. How's it going, everybody? I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and I am here to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. And on today's show, the schedule is out. We are going game by game and talking some football. We'll tell you the schedule advantages, disadvantages, some of the weird quirks of this year's schedule, interesting facts about each game, and yes, we're going to get into the weeds of some of these matchups. All of that and more on this Thursday special edition, May the 7th edition of the Drive Time Podcast. That's another Miami Dolphins And we are supposed to be hearing that call, the Miami Dolphins' first down call, at Hard Rock Stadium when the Dolphins have their home opener week number two. We're going to get to the entire schedule here in just one second, but we finally learned the order in which the 16-game slate will play out for year two of Brian Flores' Dolphins' tenure. Plenty of excitement going into this season. Every year for each team, this schedule comes with built-in advantages and disadvantages, short weeks, extended road trips. You have cold weather games. Those kind of serve as the latter, the disadvantage. But you also have advantages like the September Miami Heat, which goes into October, for being honest. Lengthy homestands and playing opponents on a quick turnaround or West Coast teams coming East. All of those things are in this schedule for the Miami Dolphins, but still accurately previewing any individual game must be reserved for the week of the contest because injury reports, unexpected developments, weather, and so many more variables can change the matchup. But we will still do our best here in the month of May to give you a preview of each of these 16 games. And we start this season where last season ended week number one at the New England Patriots at September 13th at one o'clock Eastern on CBS. The Patriots were 12 and four last year. They lost in the AFC wildcard round after winning another AFC East division title. They were the seventh ranked offense, the first ranked defense. They added defensive tackles, Bo Allen and safety Adrian Phillips, and they didn't have a first round draft pick. Their first pick of the draft was 37 overall safety Kyle Duggar out of Lenore Ryan. And a big reason for that Dolphins win to cap off last season was the first ever pick six by a Miami Dolphin by Eric Rowe in Gillette Stadium. That capped off his successful switch from cornerback to safety. And from week six on last year, Eric Rowe allowed a catch percentage of just 53.3% over those final 12 games since that move to safety. So he gets a look back in his old stomping grounds, his old New England Patriots stadium in week number one. And the Patriots in their offseason retained prize guard Joe Tooney on a franchise tag and extended the ever-dependable Devin McCourty at safety. But they have a lot of old faces in new places like your Miami Dolphins. Three of those Patriots' departures are now Miami Dolphins, and Kyle Van Noy, Elandon Roberts, and Ted Karras, who meet their former team for the first time in the season's first game. The win in 2019 was the Dolphins' first in Foxborough since the 2008 Wildcat game. Some all-time notes here for you. The Dolphins and Patriots have split the season series in six of the past seven seasons. The only year it didn't happen was the Dolphins' playoff year in 2016 when the Patriots swept the season series. 
The Dolphins do lead the all-time series 56-53, to and that mark does include three playoff games. So the Dolphins go to Foxborough week number one, where they will face possibly Jarrett Stidham or Brian Hoyer at quarterback, pending any veteran acquisition at the quarterback position. This will be the first game that Tom Brady did not start for the Patriots against the Dolphins in Gillette Stadium since the 2008 Wildcat game. We all know how that one went. The Patriots lost plenty of veterans throughout the course of the offseason. We talked about the three that came here to Miami, but you never want to count this Patriots team out because Bill Belichick has stacked up wins and wins and wins every single year. Just going back to that Wildcat season alone, Matt Castle, the backup quarterback, came in week number one, helped the Patriots win that game after Brady goes down with a knee injury, and the Patriots won 11 games that year. And then without Brady in 2016, they were 3-1 and one under Jimmy Garoppolo and Jacoby Brissett. This matchup is interesting because the Patriots' receiving core is pretty young and inexperienced and goes up, a Dolph- goes up against rather a Dolphins defensive back backfield that has all kinds of marquee talent with Byron Jones, Xavier Howard. You added Anoa Igbenogany in the first round, Bobby McCain, Eric Rowe we talked about, Nick Needham and Brandon Jones. That's the matchup I'm looking for in this game. How can the Patriots separate from the Dolphins' sticky man coverage? And on the other side of the ball, the same receiver versus cornerback matchup, last year's December meeting, Devontae Parker capped off his breakout season with 137 yards on eight receptions, and seven of those catches and 119 of those yards came up against Stephon Gilmore, who was the defensive player in the National Football League in 2019. This game serves as kind of a rubber match to those two's battles from last season because in week number two, Gilmore held Parker without a catch in that game. So they both have one win, so to speak, to their individual matchups. This game provides another chance for either of those guys to tick the victory box. Dolphins at Patriots, week one, September 13th, one o'clock on CBS. Week number two, the home opener. The Dolphins will host another division rival, the Buffalo Bills, on September 20th, one o'clock Eastern on CBS. The Bills were a 10 and six outfit last year. They bounced out of the first round of the AFC wildcard round after that crazy game against the Houston Texans. Their offense ranked 23rd, their defense ranked second. So the Dolphins will get the first ranked defense and the second ranked defense in back to back weeks here to begin this season. And the Bills did a lot to fortify their roster this offseason as well, acquiring receiver Stephon Diggs from the Minnesota Vikings in a trade. They picked up defensive tackle Vernon Butler and added cornerback Josh Norman from Washington. In the first round, they didn't have a draft pick after the Stephon Diggs trade, but they did select defensive end A.J. Epinesa out of Iowa, 54th overall for their first pick of this year's draft. And beginning this season with a second straight divisional game, the Dolphins have a chance to reverse their fortunes against the rival. Bills. The Bills swept the season series last year in 2019 and have five wins in the last six, including a 2017 sweep as well with the split series in 2018. And one way the Dolphins can do that is to find a way to shut down dual threat quarterback in Josh Allen. His work on the ground has been the go-to offensive threat in his four career games against the Dolphins. Allen has 318 rushing yards and three touchdowns in four games against the Dolphins. But Miami have some reinforcements this year that can look to contain the Buffalo ground game, which does feature second year running back Devin Singletary and now this year's rookie in Zach Moss to go along with Josh Allen and a pretty good offensive line that has 
has been fortified over the last couple of years. Cody Ford, a good right tackle for them. He was added last offseason. They had Mitch Morse, the center. Plenty of good players up front for that Bills line. But Shaq Lawson last year with the Bills, he has his first game against his former team. He's going to have to wait until week 17 to return back to Orchard Park. But he tied for 10th in the NFL among defensive ends with 13 tackles for a loss. Emmanuel Ogba also had a good run defense grade off the edge as well, adding Kyle Van Noy to the linebacker core, Alandon Roberts, Kamu Gruje-Hill. The Dolphins have more bodies, more players to deal with that Buffalo running game. Of course, in addition to Jerome Baker and Raekwon McMillan, and McMillan, one of the better A-gap and B-gap run defenders, when he gets that full head of steam going downhill, he'll be in this game this year, where he missed the game against Buffalo, the second game against Buffalo, I should say, last season. So the key, stopping the Buffalo Bills run game, but also holding that pass rush at bay. And the Dolphins, once again, made plenty of additions to try to fortify that spot of the offensive line with two free agents in Eric Flowers and Ted Karras. And of course, the three draft picks in Solomon Kinley, Robert Hunt, and Austin Jackson in the fourth second, and first round, respectively. That added beef could help the Dolphins' offensive line protect Ryan Fitzpatrick, who was sacked nine times with 43 total quarterback pressures in those two games last year against Buffalo. The Dolphins are 35-20 and and one all-time at home against Buffalo, but the last six seasons in these games at Hard Rock Stadium, the two teams have split it three games apiece at Hard Rock. Week number three, our one and only primetime game of the season on the road in Jacksonville on Thursday night. It's going to be a short week for the Miami Dolphins, September 24th, 8.20 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network. The Jaguars, led by Gardner Minshew, 6-10 last year, no playoffs. They had the 26th-ranked offense, 21st-ranked defense. They added Joe Schobert of the Cleveland Browns, the really good linebacker there, comes over to Jacksonville in free agency. Tyler Eifert, the tight end, and cornerback Rashawn Melvin round out their notable free agent acquisitions. In 2020's first round of the draft, they had two picks, one for the, the Jalen Ramsey trade, the other their natural pick, their organic pick. And with that ninth overall pick, they took C.J. Henderson out of Florida to replace Ramsey. And with the 20th pick... They select Kalevon Chason out of LSU. The only primetime game this year puts the Dolphins on the road, but luckily it's in-state, just a short flight up north to Jacksonville. And these two teams faced off two seasons ago, but both are almost unrecognizable from those 2018 campaigns. Two of the youngest teams in football square off for the ninth time with the series split evenly at four wins apiece. Most of the parts from the Jags 2017 AFC Championship game team are elsewhere with only 16 members of that Dolphins 2018 team still on this year's roster. Minshew, we know about the magic. He came off the bench last year in relief of the injured Nick Foles in week number one and sparked the in-state rival with the Jaguars into a national phenomenon. He creates that magic with a slew of young wideouts and DJ Chark. Chris Conley, D.D. Westbrook, and they added LaVisca Chenault out of Colorado in this year's draft. A pretty good core there of wide receivers. They do want to be a physical team and run the ball. That's kind of been the M.O. of Doug Marone there in Jacksonville. They have a high-priced free agent guard acquisition from a couple years ago in Andrew Norwell. He remains there. Brandon Lindor, their center. A.J. Can is still there. They drafted Jawan Taylor and Cam Robinson in the first two rounds of the last couple of drafts to solidify that offensive line. So this game could be a physical, bruise-it-out type of game as the Dolphins want to be physical. The Jaguars want to be physical. They're going to have to find a way to get Josh Allen blocked off that edge. Last year's number six overall draft pick had a major impact his rookie season. He 
gets after quarterbacks wherever he lines up. Dolphins have to find a way to get him blocked, as well as Caleb Von Chase on this year's first round draft pick of the Jaguars. Miles Jack can do a bunch of things at linebacker, so it's going to be important for the Dolphins quarterback to kind of identify number 44 on every single play and make sure he is accounted for. The all-time series between these two teams is tied up at four apiece. The Dolphins are 3-2 and two in the past five games against Jacksonville and are 3-3 three and three all-time in Jacksonville. And despite playing in the same state and being less than 325 miles apart, this is going to be Miami's first trip to Jacksonville since September 20th, 2015, a span of more than five years between trips up to Jacksonville for the Miami Dolphins. So week number three at Jacksonville on Primetime NFL Network. And playing that short week means the next week you get an extra time to prepare with 10 days. And the Dolphins will get that in week number four against the Seattle Seahawks, October the 4th, 1 o'clock Eastern on Fox, the 11-5 Seahawks from last season who bowed out in the NFC's divisional round last year come down to Miami. Their offense ranked 9th in 2019, defense ranked 23rd in 2019. They made some additions across the offense and defense with Greg Olson at tight end. Quinton Dunbar, a very underrated cornerback there, formerly of Washington, joins the Seattle football team. Cedric Abweghi, Philip Dorsett, and B.J. Finney are all veteran acquisitions of the Seahawks this offseason. Their first round draft pick was Jordan Brooks out of Texas Tech, and the Dolphins get a pair of benefits facing the Seattle Seahawks in this particular time slot, in this particular game. First, the extra three days to prepare coming off that Thursday game, always an added benefit there. But second, welcoming a West Coast team traveling east, teams that make the trek from the Pacific or Mountain time zones to play in the early kickoff in the Eastern time zone have traditionally struggled. I found an article up on NFL.com from 2003 through 2018. West Coast teams went 80 and 133 in games that were kicked off in the one o'clock Eastern time window on the road. And this is Russell Wilson's second trip, his first since his rookie season back in 2012 to Hard Rock Stadium. The Dolphins won that game on a buzzer-beating field goal from Dan Carpenter, but Russell Wilson and the Seahawks returned the favor four years later when Miami went to the Pacific Northwest with a game-winning touchdown drive in the waning moments, breaking my heart personally as I was in attendance for that game and watched that game-winning drive, which had two fourth-down conversions, but that's neither here nor there. Seattle has been a picture of consistency with trips to the postseason in all but one of Russell Wilson's eight years as a pro. Head coach Pete Carroll makes no mystery of the Seahawks' identity. So back-to-back games, and really the first four games of the year here for the Dolphins, are going to be physical matchups because Seattle ranked third last year and second the year before in rushing attempts in the NFL. And again, the Dolphins added several integral parts to fortify that run defense with Shaq Lawson, Emmanuel Ogba, Landon Roberts, Kyle Van Noy, Kamu Grugier-Hill, Raekwon Davis, Jason Strobridge, Curtis Weaver, all those guys coming over in free agency or in the draft. And Seattle's last win in Miami was on October 6th, 1996. The Dolphins lead the all-time series 10-5, to and that includes three playoff games. So look for that game to be a physical slugfest in the South Florida heat early on in the month of October. Looking forward to that one big time. The next week, we go out to the West Coast, week number five at the San Francisco 49ers, October 11th at 4.05 p.m. on Fox. The defending NFC champions won the NFC West at 13-3. They were the second-ranked offense in the NFL, the eighth-ranked defense in the NFL, and made plenty of additions this offseason to really boost that roster even further than what it 
is. They added Trent Williams to the offensive line, one of the best left tackles in all of the National Football League, and Travis Benjamin. They also had two first-round draft picks, Javon Kinlaw, one of the best defensive linemen in this year's draft. He comes over in the trade they got for DeForest Buckner and wide receiver Brandon Ayuk also in the first round. This is the Dolphins' first-ever trip to Levi Stadium to take on the defending NFC champions, a tough game for sure. Kyle Shanahan always has the most creative, innovative, and effective run games in football as the Niners finished second last year in the NFL in total rushing behind only Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. They will see the second leading back on the opposite sideline this year in Matt Breida, who was sent to Miami on draft day for that fifth round draft pick. So a bit of a revenge game there for Matt Breida, if you want to call it that. The Niners feature that zone-heavy concept, which meets an intriguing matchup as the Dolphins did get longer and stronger on the outside once again with Lawson and Ogbaugh in free agency. Shanahan beefed up that receiving core and got Javon Kinlaw on the defensive line. You have to love the Niners for knowing exactly what their identity as a football team is. They generate pressure with that front four. They've got Eric Armstead. They've got Nick Bosa there. Now they got Javon Kinlaw. They can create all kinds of havoc up front. Going to be a big challenge challenge early in the season for this Dolphins young offensive line to gel and find a way to get that ferocious pass rush of the 49ers blocked for the Dolphins quarterback this year. And this will be the first meeting between these teams since Miami's goal line stand against Colin Kaepernick back in 2016 propelled the Dolphins to a sixth consecutive victory. The Dolphins lead the all-time series seven to six, including a matchup in the Super Bowl once upon a time. Staying out west in the mountain time zone, the Dolphins in week number six will go to Denver to face the Broncos October 18th, 4.05 p.m. on CBS. The Broncos were 7-9 last year. Obviously, no playoffs with that record. They were 28th on offense, 10th on defense, and they have been as busy as anybody this offseason picking up Jarrell Casey, one of the, I think, most underrated defensive linemen in the National Football League for the last decade of the Tennessee Titans. He now comes over to Denver. Cornerback A.J. Boyd of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He departs to come to Denver. Melvin Gordon from the Chargers, they get him from their AFC West foe. Graham Glasgow and Nick Van Ant round out their key veteran additions. And in the first round, they get Jerry Judy out of Alabama, one of the best pure route runners to come out of the draft in recent memory. And the Dolphins continue this West Coast swing with a stop in the Rocky Mountains where Drew Locke took the Broncos offense last year, took it over rather, in the month of December. And when he started games, they improved by 5.5% points per game in his starts, giving John Elway the confidence to build the team around the young gunslinger. The debulked up offense hopes to improve on that 28th rank in scoring last year, but already with a top 10 defense, the Dolphins are going to have their hands full with a Broncos unit that got stronger in the trenches. Jarrell Casey, I mentioned him. He averages 51 quarterback pressures over the last seven years. He is a picture of consistency in getting quarterback pressure up front on that defensive line. The Dolphins lead this all-time series with 12 wins, Six losses and one draw against the Broncos. And the last trip to Denver was that famed 2014 shootout game between Peyton Manning and Ryan Tannehill as the Broncos prevailed 39-36 among all of those offensive fireworks. And though the Dolphins and Broncos typically play tight games, the last contest was a blowout as the Dolphins took it 35-9 in December of 2017. Week number seven, we're playing another West Coast team, but they're going to come to our house as the Los Angeles Chargers travel to Miami for another one o'clock kickoff on CBS October 25th. Last year, the Chargers 
5 and 11, no playoffs. They are 21st on offense, 24th on defense and scoring. Key veteran additions, they pick up the Broncos' Chris Harris Jr., one of the best cornerbacks going back 5, 6, 7, 8 years now in the NFL. Linval Joseph of the Vikings joins the Chargers' defensive line. He is a big man who is tough to move. Going to be a good matchup there between he and the new beef on the Dolphins' interior offensive line. Trey Turner, he's a big-time guard that comes over from the Panthers in the Russell Okung trade. Nick Vigil also was added, and in the first round, the Chargers had two picks this year. Quarterback Justin Herbert out of Oregon was picked one spot after Miami took Tua Tungavailoa, and Kenneth Murray, the Oklahoma linebacker, they trade back up to go get their linebacker there in the first round. And for the second time in the first seven games, the Dolphins welcomed that West Coast opponent for the 1 p.m. kick. Off. It is a new era for the Chargers as the first time since 2005 they're going to start a quarterback not named Phillip Rivers. The incumbent veteran is a familiar face to Dolphins fans everywhere and former starter and Tyrod Taylor of the Buffalo Bills. While his challenger is a rookie that was heavily tied to Miami during the draft process in Oregon's Justin Herbert on the other side of the ball. These two teams feature a fascinating matchup because they both have some of the most multiple defenses in the NFL. Defensive coordinator Gus Bradley, he uses 2018 first round pick in Derwin James out of Florida State to really alter personnel without requiring any substitution because he can play safety, he can play linebacker, he can rush the edge. We talked a lot about Isaiah Simmons, who we'll get to in just a minute in the Cardinals game. We talked about him in the draft run-up. Derwin James was kind of the Isaiah Simmons before Isaiah Simmons got here, and he was super impactful his rookie season. Missed a bunch of games last year, 11 in fact, and that contributed big time to the drop from the rankings of 8th in 2018 down to 14th last year in total defense. And of course, we know Brian Flores runs all kinds of fronts and different packages on the defense. So two defensive whizzes going back and forth between Gus Bradley and Brian Flores there with Josh Boyer, of course, his defense coordinator. The Dolphins had an eight-game home winning streak over the Chargers snapped last September in that 30-10 to 10 defeat. The win was the first for the Chargers in South Florida since the classic 1982 overtime playoff game, the Kellen Winslow game. So the Dolphins look to get back on the winning track against the Chargers in week number seven. In week number eight, another Los Angeles team comes east to Miami as the Rams travel in week eight, November 1st at one o'clock p.m. on Fox. The Rams went nine and seven last year, but that was not good enough for a playoff berth in the NFC. Their offense ranked 11th, defense ranked 17th. They add Leonard Floyd at linebacker of the Chicago Bears and Ashawn Robinson, the defensive tackle from Detroit. Their first round draft pick didn't have one this year. They did pick Cam Akers, the running back out of Florida State, number 52 overall. He was their first draft pick this season. They come east for the early kickoff. Once again, 10 a.m. body clock game for the West Coast team makes it a bit of an obstacle. It's not insurmountable by any means, but the home team wins 62.4% of those games between that 2003 to 2018 stretch. So the advantage is tangible that way. And it was just 15 months ago that Sean McVay's offense went up against a defense that was coordinated by Brian Flores in the Super Bowl. And then of course, less than 24 hours later, Flores was named the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. The Rams offense has plenty of new parts, but the quarterback remains the same. In fact, Jared Goff 
Goff makes his second career start against the Dolphins after his career began in 2016 with his first start against Miami. And no offense in football operates out of 11 personnel. That's one running back, one tight end, three wide receivers, more than Sean McVay, or than more than the Rams, rather, since Sean McVay's 2017 arrival. The three receivers include lots of bunch and tight sets. They want to condense everything inside. So look for Miami to match that pretty well with their man cover defense with Byron Jones, Xavier Howard, Noah Igbenogany, Nick Needham, Bobby McCain, Brandon Jones can come down and cover, Eric Rowe, plenty of good matchup options there for a pass offense of the Rams and a pass defense for the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins are 11-2 all-time against the Rams, including a 5-1 mark at home. The Rams' only win in South Florida came all the way back in 1976. And playing against both the AFC West and NFC West has the Dolphins playing multiple games on the West Coast and will head back that way to face the Arizona Cardinals in week number nine, November 8th at 425 p.m. on CBS. The Cardinals last year were 5-10-1, no playoffs, 17th ranked offense, 28th ranked defense. They had the big trade of the offseason. DeAndre Hopkins arrives from Houston, and that pick is interesting because the Dolphins do own the Texans' first-round draft pick next season, but now they have to deal with Hopkins in the desert. He is a very, very good receiver, perhaps the best in the NFL. Devon Kennard, the linebacker, Jordan Phillips, the defensive tackle, and Devondre Campbell, a linebacker, all veteran acquisitions of the Cardinals. They used that first round draft pick on, we mentioned him already, Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson. And this will be the first look for the Dolphins and Brian Flores against Cliff Kingsbury's spread offense and 2019 number one overall pick, Kyler Murray, as his inclusion into the Cardinals offensive lineup made for marked improvements across most statistical categories on the offensive side of the ball. Only middle of the pack ranking on offense for the Cardinals, but they had explosive plays throughout the course of the year. You have to deal with both his arm and his legs. A big challenge for the Dolphins defense in this game against Kyler Murray and the rest of the offense. And the Cardinals loaded up with DeAndre Hopkins. He did face the Dolphins in 2018 as a member of the Houston Texans, and he caught six of seven passes for 82 yards and a pair of touchdowns. He also matched up with Byron Jones back in 2018 when Jones was on the Cowboys and Hopkins on the Texans. And Hopkins got four out of five targets for 73 yards there. For Miami in this game, having a physical run game down the middle of the football field where the Cardinals struggled last year, of course, being the 28th ranked defense. If they can establish the run game and kind of wear on the Cardinals defense and get a lead early in this game, then you can kind of put that spread offense in a little bit of catch-up mode. You know that that offense is going to pass the ball. You can unleash the pass rush and play that sticky man coverage on the outside. Another very intriguing matchup here for the Dolphins. The Dolphins lead this all-time series 9-3 to with a 4-2 and mark on road games in Arizona. Week number 10, our first matchup with the Jets. We're home for the Jets November the 15th, 4.05 Eastern on CBS. The Jets last year were 7-9 with no playoffs, had the 31st ranked offense, 16th ranked defense. They add George Fant on the offensive line from the Seattle Seahawks. Wide receiver Brashad Perriman, he replaces Robbie Anderson. On the offensive line, they added former Panthers guard Greg Van Roten, as well as former Broncos center Connor McGovern. They also pick up former Colts cornerback Pierre Desir, linebacker from the Ravens Patrick Nwosu, and running back Frank Gore. 
Gore. The ageless Frank Gore joins the Jets this year. Three AFC East teams in the last three years. Their first round draft pick was the Mountain from Louisville. Offensive tackle Makai Becton. And this is the first of two consecutive games against the Jets. We have the bye week after this, which concludes the season series right away and also puts four of the Dolphins' divisional games in the books before the month of December. The Dolphins have won six of the last eight against the Jets overall, and the all-time series remains tight with the Dolphins trailing the Jets 55-53-1. and And this will be the fifth game that Sam Darnold has started against the Miami Dolphins in his career. He is 1-3 all-time against Miami. And in those games, the Dolphins' defense has generated 8 takeaways and 11 sacks off the USC product at quarterback. Although both teams added significant parts of the trenches this offseason, giving this matchup even more intrigue with shades of that classic rivalry reigniting here. The Dolphins have won 4 straight at home against the Jets going back to 2016. And head coach Adam Gase seeks his first victory at Hard Rock Stadium since he was the head coach back in December of 2018 of the Miami Dolphins. I am most intrigued by this matchup for the way the Dolphins will find a way to try to confuse the quarterback, Sam Darnold, there of the New York Jets using multiple looks, multiple coverages, disguising those coverages. That's going to be the key to this game, keeping the young quarterback confused and also the Dolphins offense having the same success moving the football last year they had against the Jets. In the first game, Miami found the end zone repeatedly. In the second game, they could get down the field but couldn't punch it in in the red zone. That'll be the key to this matchup. And then we have a bye week in week 11 and come right back in week week 12 and face the Jets once again November 29th couple days after Thanksgiving a one o'clock Eastern kickoff on CBS and we already talked about the matchups of this game so the Dolphins do return back to MetLife Stadium after that tight contest in 2019 that saw four lead changes in the final seven minutes where the Jets ultimately won on a 44 yard field goal as time expired One player for the Dolphins that missed both games last year against the Jets, Xavier Howard. He'll be excited to return for these games against the Jets this year. He was locked down in 2018 against New York. In his last two games against the Jets, he limited Jets receivers to five catches on 12 targets with no touchdowns, a pick, and two pass breakups. The Dolphins trail the all-time series in road games against the Jets 24-30. to Week 13, we're going to go back home to face the Cincinnati Bengals on December 6th at 1 o'clock p.m. on CBS. The Bengals were 2-14 and last year. No playoffs. First pick in the draft this season. 2019 offense was 30th ranked. 2019 defense was ranked 25th. They made a bunch of additions, kind of going against the typical Cincinnati Bengals grain in free agency, signing plenty of new players. Vaughn Bell of the Saints, he was a really good-looking box safety. Trey Waynes and Mackenzie Alexander, the two cornerbacks from Minnesota, they joined Cincinnati's roster. DJ Reader, the big, massive nose tackle there in Houston, he comes over along with guard Xavier Suafilo. And of course, their first pick in the first round of the draft this year was quarterback Joe Burrow out of LSU. And three days before Christmas last year, year the Dolphins and Bengals played one of the year's most exhilarating games the Dolphins jump out to that 35 to 12 lead but needed overtime to capture victory as the Bengals scored 16 points in the final 33 seconds of regulation both teams made considerable additions to the roster both in the draft and the free agency period of course the first two quarterbacks in the draft this year in Joe Burrow and Tua Tungavailoa go off the board to both of these teams and last year Fitzpatrick speaking of quarterbacks enjoyed a career day with 490 19 passing yards and four touchdowns, including the second most yards in any given half in team history behind, of course, Dan Marino. Devontae Parker led the way with 111 receiving yards, and Mike Gesicki caught two touchdowns in that.
that game. The Dolphins are 17-7 and all-time, that includes playoffs, against the Bengals with a 7-2 and mark at home. Both of the previous two matchups in South Florida between these AFC foes resulted in overtime victories for your Miami Dolphins with, of course, the Cam Wake walk-off sack back in the 2013 Thursday night Halloween game and then last year in overtime a few days before Christmas. Dolphins victorious in both those games. Week number 14, the Super Bowl champs come back to town where they won their Super Bowl, the Kansas City Chiefs, December 13th, 1 o'clock Eastern on CBS, 12-4 and AFC West champions, Super Bowl champions, 5th ranked offense, 7th ranked defense. They add Mike Remmers to their offensive line and DeAndre Washington as well as 2020 first round draft pick out of LSU and running back Clyde Edwards-Alaire to the backfield. The reigning Super Bowl chance come back to the scene of the crime for the organization's second Lombardi trophy, their first since Super Bowl IV. The Dolphins have defeated the defending champs three of the last five years, each of those coming against the New England Patriots. They also beat the defending champions of the last two seasons last season in the Eagles and the Patriots and they'll get a crack to make it four out of six against the Chiefs in this game. Patrick Mahomes for quarterbacks in their first two full years starting he surpassed Dan Marino's record for touchdown passes in those first two years with 76 touchdowns compared to Marino's 68 although Marino had seven fewer starts in those first two seasons. Miami's added arsenal of coverage specialists are going to be tested in this matchup. We talk about it a lot on this podcast. Byron Jones, Brandon Jones, we got Noah Igbenogany, Eric Rowe, Xavier Howard, Bobby McCain, Nick Needham. All the Dolphins defensive backs are going to have to have all hands on decks because this Chiefs offense can hang points in bunches. Mahomes is like a hot three-point shooter in basketball. He can just put you away with one quarter of play. He scored 28 points in one quarter in individual games last year twice. That's just game over, 28 points like that. And he does it with Travis Kelsey, the best tight end in football, who led all tight ends with 1,229 receiving yards last year. That was fourth most among players, regardless of their position. And of course, Tyreek Hill, the cheetah with the speed, has a combined 26 receiving touchdowns and 3,522 yards in the last three seasons as a pro. The Dolphins lead the all-time series against the Chiefs 16-14, to including the playoffs. That includes a seven of the last nine games won at home against the Chiefs. This is the first career game against the Dolphins for Mahomes, the 2018 NFL MVP, the 2019 Super Bowl MVP. And finding a way to contain Mahomes is the key to beating the Chiefs. Last year, he had a couple of injuries that he kind of fought through, and that lack of mobility was a bit of a slump for the Chiefs in the middle of the season. But then, of course, we saw him get healthy late, and they just ran through the gauntlet with comeback wins. Again, he can hang points in bunches. The key to Mahomes is trying to keep him contained and force him to get rid of the football early because when he extends and makes plays with that shortstop-style arm that he has, he is so dangerous. So for the Dolphins, the rush contain scheme and playing coverage on the back end is the best way to do it, but can they execute? That'll be the question. Week 15, we finish up the season series against the New England Patriots as they come back to Miami on December 20th for a 1 o'clock kickoff on CBS. Again, 12-4 and AFC East champions. Wild card round exit. We talked about all the parts they lost this offseason, but they're still going to be a tough foe every step of the way because, again, Bill Belichick, we broke down the matchup, talked about Devontae Parker on Stephon Gilmore. This will be the rubber match of the rubber match here as the fourth meeting the last two seasons between those two. The Dolphins are 38-7 
17 all-time at home against the Patriots, including five of the last seven at Hard Rock Stadium. Week 16, the Dolphins will go back on the road to Las Vegas to face the Raiders. This game could be the 26th on Saturday, or it could be 27th on Sunday. The time and the network is to be announced. The Dolphins and Raiders are one of five games that could be flexed into the NFL Network triple header on Saturday. We'll see if that happens. The Raiders were 7-9 and nine last year, no playoffs. They ranked 24th both on offense and scoring defense. The key veteran additions, they made plenty. Linebacker Nick Kwiatkowski, tight end Jason Witten, quarterback Marcus Mariota, linebacker Corey Littleton, wide receiver Nelson Aguilar, safety Demarius Randall, safety Jeff Heath, and defensive end Carl Nassib on top of two first-round draft picks in Henry Ruggs and Damon Arnett. And we are now heading into year number three of John Gruden's second stint with the Raiders. And that brings about plenty of change for them for a team with a new city. Las Vegas got so much faster this year in the draft with Henry Ruggs. So finding a way to keep a cap on that guy will certainly be the key. The rookie deep threat arrives in hopes of changing a Raiders offense, which ranked 29th in air yards per pass last season. Josh Jacobs, their rookie running back, potential rookie of the year candidate, had a big year. He is a tough physical runner, so tackling will be the key for the Dolphins in this one. The Las Vegas offensive line is among the league's best, so another challenge there for the Dolphins' defense. They had Carr sacked just 29 times last year and ranked 11th in attempts with more than two and a half seconds to throw, according to Pro Football Focus. The Raiders' last visit to Miami resulted in an exhilarating Dolphins win in which the home team scored late twice in the fourth quarter to improve to that 3-0 record back in 2018, the famed Jakeem Grant and Albert Wilson high-five game. The all-time series belongs to Las Vegas with a 20-18-1 mark all-time, and that includes the playoffs. Week 17, we wrap up on the road at Buffalo, going up to Orchard Park on January the 3rd at 1 o'clock Eastern on CBS. The Bills 10-6 last year, AFC wildcard round exit. They make the playoffs two of the last three years after ending a long drought of postseason absences. And for the third time in four years, the Dolphins conclude their season with the Buffalo Bills, and two of those three came in Buffalo. We talked about the dual threat of Josh Allen at quarterback there. Have to find a way to get him stopped. Have to find a way to get that Bills pass rush pass rush blocked up front, rather. The Dolphins are in search of their first victory in Orchard Park since the 2016 Christmas Eve overtime thriller, the Jay Ajayi 200-yard game with that big-time winner which of course happened because that big tying field goal at the end of regulation by Andrew Franks. So there is your Dolphins 2020 NFL schedule. Looking forward to getting to these games. We'll talk plenty more about each of these opponents throughout the course of the summer and break them down and get you ready for the 2020 NFL season. And if you want to get out to see your Miami Dolphins play, check out miamidolphins.com slash tickets slash single game. Or of course, you can become a member with Dolphins season tickets. Go ahead and check out miamidolphins.com for all of that, for all of the fun. Let's go ahead and knock this schedule out one more time to close this podcast out. Week number one at the New England Patriots. Week two, home for the Buffalo Bills. Week three at the Jaguars, then back home for the Seahawks in week four. Weeks five and six go at San Francisco at Denver, then three or two home games rather with the Chargers and Rams in week seven and week eight. Back on the road for week nine at Arizona. The Jets at home week 10 by week, week 11. Week 12, we're going to be at the Jets. So back back-to-back games with the Jets. Week 13, home for the Bengals. Week 14, home for the Chiefs. Week 15, home for the Patriots. And then two road games to close the season at Las Vegas in Week 16 and at Buffalo in Week 17. Off the top, you look at this, 
Some of the things you have to love about this schedule, number one, a late bye week is always preferable there in week number 11. You have a three-game homestand in December in Miami. That should be quite an advantage, which also means only really one cold weather game, possibly two. We'll see how the end of November is in New York, November 29th at the Jets and January 3rd at Buffalo. We know that one's going to be cold. We'll see about the Jets game, but before that, Really, the next other cold weather game there could be is October 18th in Denver, and you never know how the weather is there in the Rocky Mountains. So that's a nice advantage. We have a home divisional game against the Bills in September, a tough place to play in Miami, obviously. Kind of offsets that cold weather game there in Week 17. The road Thursday game, never an advantage, but at least it's close by there in Jacksonville, and you get it out of the way early in the season. It also provides Miami with a 10-day rest period to go up and face the Seattle Seahawks there in week number four. And of course, we mentioned the three games against West Coast teams in the 10 a.m. slot for their West Coast body clock playing in Miami at one o'clock kickoff Eastern time. That's a nice little advantage as well. So this schedule, I like the way this looks for the Miami Dolphins. Of course, you have to go out there and compete on Sundays and get the job done. But I think you look at this schedule and you see more advantages than disadvantages when it comes to how they schedule these games. We also have preseason opponents announced. Week number one at the Falcons. Week two, home for the Eagles. Week three, home for the Lions. And week four at New Orleans. Those dates and times remain TBD. But Falcons, Eagles, Lions, and Saints in the preseason. The two road games at the Falcons and at the Saints in weeks one and four. So Patriots, Bills, Jags, Seahawks, Niners, Broncos, Chargers, Rams, Cardinals, Jets, bye. Jets, Bengals, Chiefs, Patriots, Raiders, Bills. That's your Miami Dolphins 2020 NFL schedule. Go check out the article on MiamiDolphins.com. Tomorrow, we have Finn's flashback with Larry Little taking a look at the 1972 Super Bowl championship team, Super Bowl Seven against Washington. We'll talk about Don Shula and that game. Plenty of content, MiamiDolphins.com. But as for today's podcast, that is going to be my time. You all, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Give me a follow on Twitter. It's at WingfieldNFL. Follow the Dolphins at Miami Dolphins. Check out the Fish Tank and the Audible podcast. The Fish Tank has a new episode. They're first under our Miami Dolphins podcast network, talking about the legendary Don Shula with OJ McDuffie and Seth Levitt. Check that out. Of course, MiamiDolphins.com. Until next time, fins up.